I would like to acknowledge the Awabakal and Moramai peoples as the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast and pay my respects to the elders, both past and present. your law school have go back and I am back with another episode of the law students docket. This is a podcast for all law school survival related content where I talk about things such as the process of becoming a lawyer, tips for studying and exams and getting a job in the legal profession without any prior experience. This is episode two of the four episode mini series. How do I become a lawyer? Each episode I cover one of the four steps you will need to take in order to be admitted as a legal practitioner in New South Wales. In the last episode of the mini-series, I covered step one, completion of an accredited legal qualification, and I introduced you to a few things. Those included the Legal Profession Admission Board. I spoke about the difference between a Bachelor of Laws and Juris Doctor, as well as the differences between part-time and full-time study. And I also highlighted the benefits of a double degree and introduced you to the academic areas of knowledge within a law degree, also known as the Priestly 11. Today, it's step two, which is the completion of practical legal training. So let's get into it. When I first started studying law, I think I was a little bit naive because I had no idea of all these other trainings and processes that a person has to do before they can say, yeah, I'm a lawyer. And something that has stuck with me, I think, you know, that, you know, that saying where people are like, oh, this is, this is what keeps me up at night. This is honestly what keeps me up at night. When I was out for lunch with a few people from the law firm that I used to work at, I sat next to one of the partners of the firm and he asked me, oh, Beck, when are you planning to do your practical legal training? And at this stage, I was, I think it was either my first semester or second semester of my first year. And I had no idea what he was talking about. In my head, I'm just like, excuse me, practical what? When really what came out of my mouth was, oh, I just haven't given that much thought yet. And I feel like that was just as a bad answer as saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. And thankfully the topic of conversation ended, but upon reflection, that was probably because he did realize I had no idea what I was talking about, (laughs) but I did use the initiative to go home and look into what practical legal training was. And I'm just going to refer to it uh, for the remainder of this podcast as PLT. So what PLT is, it's a structured training program that's designed to help law graduates develop the practical day-to-day skills they will need as entry-level lawyers. So law school focuses on the theoretical side of law, but PLT focuses on applying this theory into practice. You're going to be doing things such as analyzing clients' problems, provide written and oral advice, draft legal documents, and negotiate with other parties being other students undertaking the course. Completing PLT is the second essential step to being admitted as a lawyer. You might remember last week, I introduced you to the Legal Profession Uniform Admission Rules 2015. And one of the objectives of the rules is specifying the practical legal training prerequisites for admission to the legal profession. 
Once you've completed your PLT, you will be awarded a graduate diploma of legal practice. That means you will then be eligible to apply for admission as a legal practitioner. There are several certified providers who are accredited by the Legal Profession Admission Board who run PLT. So those include the College of Law, the University of Newcastle, the University of New South Wales, and the University of Technology, Sydney. The PLT course might be named a little differently under each provider. For example, the College of Law, it's known as the Practical Legal Training Program, with the University of Newcastle, it's the Diploma or Graduate Diploma in Legal Practice, with the University of New South Wales, it's the Graduate Diploma of Legal Professional Practice, and with the University of Technology, Sydney, it's the Graduate Certificate of Professional Legal Practice. So it's those universities, University of Newcastle, New South Wales and Technology Sydney, where it's possible to incorporate PLT into the course requirements of the Bachelor of Laws or Juris Doctor. If your university doesn't offer PLT, then you have to attend one of those four providers that I just listed to then get your graduate diploma. So I attended Western Sydney University for my law degree. They don't offer PLT. So then I undertook my PLT at the College of Law. Usually you undertake your PLT at the end of your studies. So once you've got your law degree, but it is possible to start earlier um, and do it before you've completed your degree. For example, at the College of Law, you can enroll to start your PLT early. If you've say completed your Priestly 11 core subjects, you've completed the last exam of your law degree and you've received your exam results by the PLT program census date. Or you can also start it early if you have completed your Priestly 11 core subjects. You don't have more than two electives remaining in your law degree or your double degree, and you're currently enrolled in those remaining subjects. And you've also received permission from the Legal Profession Admission Board to begin PLT early. This is a similar case if you're looking at doing PLT with other course providers. But for example, if you're going to the University of Technology, Sydney. If PLT is integrated into your Bachelor of Laws or you're enrolled in the Juris Doctor Graduate Certificate in Professional Legal Practice, you can't apply to do PLT early. If you're on the other side of things and you finished your law degree more than five years ago and want to do the PLT, you need to get your qualifications assessed by the Legal Profession Admission Board. So let's get into breaking down the PLT course. And I'm going to be explaining this from my experience of having done it at the College of Law. The program was broken up into two components, component one, coursework, and component two, work experience. I'll start with component one, coursework. There's five compulsory subjects you need to complete for your coursework. And then there's a list of subjects from which you choose from to do two electives. The compulsory subjects are lawyers' skills, ethics and professional responsibility, civil litigation practice, property law practice, and commercial and corporate practice. The electives that you can choose from include administrative law practice, criminal law practice, family law practice, consumer law practice, employer and industrial law practice, planning and environmental law practice, wills and estates practice, and banking and finance practice. The two electives that I chose were criminal law practice and family law practice. You start your coursework component by attending live workshops, and these are facilitated by experienced lawyers. In these workshops, you are completing the first compulsory subject, lawyer skills. 
You do things such as role play interviews, negotiation and courtroom appearances, and you also learn about how to approach client problems and draft written communication and documents. You can choose to do the coursework on either a full-time or part-time basis. Full-time takes 15 weeks, part-time takes 30 weeks. If you choose to do it full-time, you complete the live workshops over five consecutive days, say from a Monday to a Friday of the same week. If you choose to do part-time, you also have that option, but you also have the option to do workshops over 12 evenings. And this is what I did just because I didn't want to take a week off work. So I attended two evening workshops a week for about six weeks and each workshop goes for two to three hours and yes, they're mandatory and compulsory. Once you finish the live workshops, meaning the first compulsory subject of lawyer's skills is complete, you have the four other compulsory subjects remaining as well as your two electives. You complete these subjects by submitting work onto the online learning portal that's set up with the college and these are marked. You receive feedback, but sometimes you might be asked to resubmit your work if your marker isn't satisfied with your attempt. Because I was doing the PLT part-time, the coursework part-time, each compulsory subject was about four weeks where once a week I would submit an assignment. For example, in property law practice, one week I wrote a letter to a client giving advice on a contract. Another week I wrote a letter to a client giving advice on a loan and lease. Then in your final week of each compulsory subject, you do an oral assessment where you join um, like a Zoom call with a marker and they ask you questions for about 40 minutes to one hour, which you respond to. With my elective subjects, I did these at the same time. So for three weeks, I submitted an assignment for each subject. So one for family law, one for criminal law, and then do that for the next two weeks after. And then in the fourth week, I did an oral assessment um, for each of those subjects. Now moving on to component two, work experience. In New South Wales, you need to complete 75 days of work experience in Australia. At least 15 of those days must be completed during or after the PLT coursework and accrued at a minimum rate of two days per week. The other 60 days of your work experience can be completed before, during or after the PLT program accrued at a minimum rate of one day per week. And you can accrue these 60 days in the two years prior to starting PLT. There's a range of positions that can count towards your work experience component, such as a summer clerkship, paralegal work, volunteering at community legal centers, working with the DPP, assisting barristers and chambers, judges associates or tip staff, a placement with legal aid, or working in government or semi-government legal departments. Your work experience needs to comply with the College of Law's work experience rules. Those include that the work must occur in the delivery of legal services, must be under the supervision of an appropriate supervisor, may be undertaken in one or multiple placements, and may include experience undertaken as an undergraduate. So to find that out and make sure that you are complying with those rules, You provide your intended supervisor with a copy of the work experience guide for supervisors for them to read, and then you submit your work experience approval form to the college either before or as soon as starting placement. Then the college will let you know the outcome of your application and say, yep, cool, like they're a good supervisor, they're fine. And then once you've completed your placement, there's a work experience declaration form which needs to be signed by your supervisor to be sent to the college. 
And finally, upon completion of the coursework and the work experience components, you will be entitled to a certificate of completion and a graduate diploma of legal practice. So there you have it. That's step two of the four steps towards becoming a lawyer. Today, I covered the completion of practical legal training and I spoke about what the program is designed to do, who are the certified providers of the program and how the program is broken up into coursework and work experience. I hope you found this episode helpful. I know I would have before my boss asking me when I was doing PLT, (laughs) but I would really love if you could rate the podcast five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm going to be back next Wednesday with step three on how to become a lawyer, which is gaining admission into legal practice. Between then, you can stay up to date with law school related content by following the Law Students Docket on Facebook or Instagram and join the Law Students Docket Facebook group. You can also keep up with me and what I get up to as a legal graduate by following Legally Beck on Instagram and TikTok. I look forward to connecting with you. And for now, I hope you have a great week and I'll chat to you next Wednesday. Bye.